So, uh, welcome to our Sunday Bhagavatam class. Uh, from, uh, I'm actually in Alabama. So, today we're beginning with 1.12.35. One, first canto, chapter 12, text 35. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Today we begin, as I said, with one twelve thirty-five. Ahuto Bhagavan Ragya Yajitwa Dijanrapam Vasa Katichin Masan Suridam Priyakam Yaya. So this is post Battle of Kurukshetra. So Ahuta. Ahuta can mean uh, uh, invited, that Bhagavan, Bhagavan here, the, the subject here is Krishna, Bhagavan, he was invited, Rajna, by the king uh, to stay there in Hastinapur, the Pandavas, for the first time actually, are living as the ruling monarchs in Hastinapur, they had lived in, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, my God, you know, the uh, Indra Prasta. They lived in Indra Prasta. And uh, then they were in the forest, of course, incognito for 12 years and one year, uh, hidden in the kingdom of Virat. So now for the first time, Yudhisthira actually sits on the throne of Hastinapur, which is very significant. And uh, let's see, where's the Sanskrit dictionary? So the word ahuta, I think, is worth looking at. That's the first word in this verse, ahuta. So Bhagavan, the Lord, is ahuta by, he's called by um, Yudhisthira. So the word ahuta can mean called, summoned, invoked, the way you invoke a deity, ahuta, or can mean invited. So I just wanted to give you, because, uh, of course, you know, the word is translated here. Uh, as uh, Prabhupada translates ahuta as um, being called by. Being called by the king, and in the word for word, he translates it, um, yeah, being called by in the word for word, in the actual verse translation, invited. So those are both literal senses of ahuta. So being invited by the king, Yudhisthira, who's now the king in Hastinapur, and Yajayitwa Dujayanrapam. So Yajayitwa, as I've explained many times, is the, uh, anyway, the indeclinable <laughs> causative participle, but it's yajitwa means 
causing Ripam, the king, or having the king perform sacrifice. Ishtwa would mean having performed it himself. Here it's having, he made, having made the king or having caused the king, Ripam, to sacrifice Dwijair with the twice born. So Lord Krishna arranged for the king through the twice born Dwijair to perform sacrifices. It's interesting how, uh, just like if you read Western history often, at a time when people are more pious, uh, upon winning a war, they will gather and offer thanks to God and offer prayers in gratitude for having saved them from a dangerous situation. So it's something like that. It's something like a thanksgiving. It's not just a mechanical thing. So there was this terrible war which had been brewing, which had been building up. Geopolitical events had been on this war track leading to war for many, many years, practically since the moment that the Pandava boys, just young boys, came down from the mountain to Hastinapur because their father had passed away. So practically from that moment, the animosity began, the conspiracies began, and um, and it's just then you know you have gambling matches and there even sometimes actually armed battles like when the not wars but battles when uh, Duryodhana went on a cattle raid which is kind of a stupid thing to do he wanted just to go and steal because that that was uh, in those days godhana which was which meant like cow wealth that that was one of the main forms of wealth is to have a lot of cows and so. Um, so he wanted to steal them. And then there was actually a battle because the Pandavas, that's when the Pandavas were just coming out of their incognito period. The time had just expired and they came and they fought. So they were, they also fought uh, incognito, the Pandavas, at the Swayamvara of, of Draupadi. So there were actual, there was actual fighting, actual duels and battles between the Pandavas and Duryodhana at Draupadi Swayamvara when they, when the uh, incognito year expired and then finally full-scale war just total war now the war is over and so the pandavas with krishna and at krishna's in a sense with krishna's leadership they are performing religious activities to uh to rebuild the kingdom they understand that because because first of all they're as, as we learned earlier, uh, you know, they spent all their money. The, the world, in a sense, is is impoverished because so many resources were used for this war. There are economic problems. There are all kinds of uh, diplomatic disasters because now the Pandavas, or Yudhisthira specifically as king of kings, has to deal with all these regional kings, many of whom uh saw their fathers or brothers or sons killed by the pandavas so this is it, it's a very difficult situation the world the old world order was shattered and in a sense the world had to be rebuilt politically economically socially on many levels 
the Pandavas sort of have to reconstruct the world. And so in that situation, the first thing they do is to offer sacrifice, understanding that getting the blessings of God, of course, Krishna's right there, but still they're playing the part of ideal uh, rulers. And so they're going to, all, and so Krishna himself, it's, I mean, they wanted to do this, but Krishna himself arranges it. He tells them because Krishna came to teach the world. Krishna came to reestablish Dharma. Dharma sanstapanartaya sambhavam yuge yuge. Krishna says in the Gita, I come in every yuga specifically to uh, establish or reestablish Dharma. So therefore, now the war is over. The world has to be rebuilt. And so Krishna has Yudhisthira, causes Yudhisthira to sacrifice, to offer these, to make offerings to the Supreme with using, through the agency of the Brahmanas, Dvijaya, the twice-born. So that's what's going on. Then Uvasa Katichan Masan. So then Krishna dwelled there, stayed there, lived there for a few months. Katichan Masan, Sudadang Priya Kamyaya, with a desire, Kamya, Kamyaya, with a desire, Priya, to please Suradam, his uh, close friends. Prabhupada says here, for the sake of relatives, Suhrit, Prabhupada often translates this word as, word as well-wishers. It just means those who are very close to him. Those who are who are dear friends, very close. Suhrit, uh, the word of Suhrit literally means good heart, Suhrit. So those who are have a good heart toward you, uh, your close, dear friends, Suhrit, so desiring to please them, Krishna stayed there for a few months. And the next verse, Tato Rajna Vyanugyata. So then uh, being permitted by the king, and this word Abhyanugyata is interesting. Uh, that's, uh, I'll, I'll explain why in just one second. Abhyanu Gyata, uh, which is, Gyata means, of course, known, like Yana Gyata and Anu Gyata, which can mean permitted. So assented to, approved, authorized, allowed. So, so again, these are pastimes. Krishna is playing the part of a Yadu prince who is in the, in the court of the Kuru king. And so he is treating Yudhisthira as the king, as not only the king, but a type of emperor. And so therefore playing this role and uh, Krishna permitted, allowed by the king, Krishna, yeah, and also by his sister, uh, by I'm sorry, by Draupadi. Uh, Drop Krishna, with the long A at the end, Krishna is Draupadi. So this is very interesting because you talk about the role of women and all this stuff, but actually, uh, Krishna asked the permission of his of Draupadi. It, 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 this is not political. This is personal. This is you know th these are personal relationships, and Krishna did not want to leave without somehow Draupadi being okay with that. So he's not only so he say he was permitted or allowed by the king. But the fact this is not just a, a, a merely like a mundane political hierarchy, uh, but also by Draupadi. 
Sahabandubi and also his, his relatives. So this is the culture that Krishna left, but first he wanted the he wanted Yudhisthira, he wanted Draupadi and his relatives to be all right with that because for one thing, they were all traumatized. They were all in the grieving process. They were they were grieving, they had gone through so much trauma. Draupadi had lost all of her sons. It was an extremely traumatic period in history until Krishna very kindly is talking to everyone and saying, I really need to get back to Dwarka and uh, please, you know, give me your, not blessings, but, uh, you know, please grant me leave. So it's a very nice, loving relationship you can see here. And so then Krishna, yayo, he went, Dwaravatin, to Dwarka, Brahman, O Brahmana, because this is being spoken to a, uh, who's speaking to whom here? Actually, I forgot. I have to look at the beginning of the chapter. Actually, we should look. This is uh, chapter 12 of the first canto. So uh, that would be, uh, tell you one second. Ashonika. Shonika speaking to Sutta. And then Sutta said, uh, so actually Sutta, whoops, I think I, uh, one second here. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't make a mistake. That would have been terrible, right? Um, So, um, oops, let's see here. Okay, so that's basically Sutta speaking to Shonaka. And therefore, he, although there are other sages there, he could have said Obramanas in the plural. But it's very interesting here. It's just a little note that he is specifically uh is speaking to Shonaka, even though Sutta is, is because Shonaka spoke to him. Shonaka is the leader of the Brahmins. And so after Shonaka uh, asked him some questions and spoke to him, so Sutta is replying in personally to Shonaka, which is, I, I find, to be an interesting little detail there. So, Yeo Krishna went to Dwarka Brahman, Sarjuna, with Arjuna. So Arjuna goes with Krishna to Dwarka, Yadubhir Vrta. And they were, they were accompanied by, surrounded by the Yadus. So it's a whole Yadu uh, trip. You have all these soldiers, officers, priests. So the whole Yadu contingent goes, and Arjun goes along with them. So that's the end of that chapter. Next is uh, chapter 13, Dhritarashtra quits home, which is very interesting. Let me, I'll read a verse or two from that chapter. Sutu Vacha, Sutta said, Vidura's tirta yatra yang, maita yaratmano gatin, gatwa gad hastina puram, teavata vivitsitaha. Interesting. So Sutta said, Vidura, Vidura, tirta yatra yam, in a tirta yatra, he was traveling to holy places, tirta yatra. 
and Maitreya, from Maitreya, Atmanogatingyatwa, having learned uh, the destination of the soul, of the self. So he, he learned that, uh, the goal or the destination of the soul, of the self. So having learned that, a god, Hastinapuram, he went to Hastinapur. And of course, he knows that the, uh, the Duryodhana is dead. His brothers are all dead. There's been a, a total regime change. The Pandavas are now ruling. So Vidura, who once left Hastinapur in disgust, now he goes back. And also because, uh, well, his situation was uh, getting that he learned about the destination of the soul. And uh, by that destination, and by that, in other words, by that, because the word taya actually refers to the word getim. So by that understanding of the destination of the soul, avakta vivitsitaha. Uh, anyway, I'll resist the temptation to go into all the details of the grammar here. But vivitsitaha simply means that which is desired to be known. Like what a person wants to know. And Avapta, he achieved, he attained what he wanted to know. And it's very interesting because in this, in the, in the following verse also, I think this is very important, you see that it's not knowledge for its own sake, it's knowledge for the sake of perfecting life. And so uh, having attained or obta obtained uh, what he wanted to know, uh, he then went to Hastinapur. In other words, he didn't stay with Maitreya like, hey, let's just talk about other things. It's like, you know, uh, I don't need these other things for my self-realization, but let's just get into academics. No. And, and that's made even more clear uh, in the next verse. I, I should say that uh, study a certain amount of knowledge is necessary to really understand this world and the spiritual world. Understanding this world is part of going back to Godhead because how could you give up something you don't really know? If you give up something without really understanding it, you haven't really given it up. And in the future, you may find that you haven't transcended all your attachments because you it's like, let's say, to give a mundane example, so a person goes on a date with another person and decides, oh, I don't think I want to see that person again. But the one who doesn't, you know, who's rejecting it, didn't really understand the other person, doesn't really know the other person. So what they're giving up is something they don't really understand. And there's the possibility that, that later, if they do understand it, they may be sorry they gave it up. So that's why the Isopanishad says, Bidyangcha, Bidyangcha, just Tadbedo Bayangsa, that uh, one who knows both the material world and the spiritual world can actually attain liberation and spiritual happiness. So uh, we do sometimes, and, and also for Yukta Vairagya, because with studies, we can, if we do it right, enhance our ability to teach Krishna consciousness. We can dramatically enhance it. 
if we're cut out for that. So, therefore, I don't mean to say that as soon as you learn, I'm not my body, Krishna's God, like I never want to read another book or I never want to learn anything about the world. Well, some people that may work, but there are other reasons to study. But for these are Krishna conscious reasons. It's not just because I want to enjoy some aspect of the material world, namely the academic or intellectual aspect. So the next verse says, Yavata Kritavan Prashnan. Kshata Kosharavagrataha. Jataika Bhaktir Govinde. Hmm. This is a very, very important verse. This is the last verse I'll do. So if you have questions, please send them in. So having, literally having made enough questions or that many questions, Yavata Kritavan Prashnan, having made that many questions or, or those questions, Kshata, or uh, Vidura, Kosharavagrataha. Agra means in front. So Agrataha means in front of or in the presence of. So Kshata, Vidura, in the presence of or in the company of Kosharava, uh, Maitreya. Jataika, Jata, Eka Bhakti, Govinde. So Eka Bhakti. Eka means one. So Eka Bhakti means like singular devotion or one-pointed devotion. In other words, devotion in which there's no distraction. You are not sharing your devotion with something else. And of course, if you are devoted to Krishna, if you are devoted to Krishna, then automatically you love all living beings because they're part of Krishna. So to have Eka Bhakti, uh, single singular or exclusive it's not a good way to translate exclusive devotion for Govinda doesn't mean you don't care about anyone else it means you don't care about them or you don't see them falsely as being separate from Krishna but when you see them within Krishna as parts of Krishna then you care about them so this Eka Bhakti this exclusive devotion Govinda for Govinda Jata literally was born or arose in Vidura. The interesting point here, it indicates that before this experience, Vidura, certainly you could say was a devotee of Krishna, but he advanced further. He, he went, I think that's important to understand because at least in the in the roles they're playing in this drama, uh, people like Vidura, Bhisma, and so on, it's not like they never change, they never progress, they never learn anything. They, like from the very beginning of these pastimes, they're exactly the same people they will be later on. That's not actually what we see. And uh, I think if we understand that these people are progressing, they're advancing, at least in the pastimes they're performing, uh, it helps to understand Bhishma, for example. That's another topic. In any case, Jata Eka Bhakti Govinda. So once he developed this exclusive devotion for Govinda, and made sort of enough questions, Yavata Kritavan Prashnan, then Tevyas Chopara Ramaha, he desisted. He 
retired from those questions. He, in other words, he didn't, it's not like, oh, my dear spiritual master, I was always curious, like, and then some technical question. The guru is not just like a, an information machine, like to satisfy every curiosity you ever had in every topic. Vidura is not doing that to his teacher. The word Uparama, uh, I'll explain to you, it's just uh, the verb Ram, from which you get the word Rama, and with the prefix Upa. So that verb means uh, to cease, to stop, to cease from an action, uh, to pause, to stop, to desist, to leave off, to give up. So he gave up his questions. He stopped asking questions because he had learned what he needed to know. He did not, uh, you know, treat Maitreya as just his servant, like, okay, everything I ever wanted to know on every topic, I think I'll take advantage of the fact you're here. No. And he didn't have, you could say, because when he understood Krishna perfectly, Krishna is the source of everything. So it's not that you could say, well, doesn't Vidur have any intellectual curiosity? You could ask the question, why do we have intellectual curiosity? Hopefully not on a whim, but because we're actually trying to get somewhere. We have some purpose. And so Vidura had fulfilled all the purposes of knowledge because he perfectly understood Govinda, Krishna. Therefore, he stopped asking questions. I think that's an interesting point. So, uh, speaking of stopping, I think I will stop here. And uh, now, let's see, we'll go back to the, what's it called, StreamYard. And see if there are any questions here. Um, thank you for your kind comments. Jagat uh, Palana. The practice of offering sacrifices generates a business mentality towards God. Uh, shouldn't we just love God? Uh you uh, actually, I'm going to change your verb a little bit and say it may generate a business mentality. For example, Sankirtan is called Sankirtan Yajna. Yajna. Sankirtan is a sacrifice. When you offer food to Krishna, it is a sacrifice. These are all sacrifices. So uh, let's say, for example, you are trying to print Prabhupada's books. You need money. So as a sacrifice, you go out and collect money. But with the money, you're going to print books, spiritual books, so that you can save souls. So that's a sacrifice. So the uh, the motive of a sacrifice depends on the person. And even Krishna himself says that four kinds of people approach me. So if you consider sacrifice to be a way of approaching God, which it is, uh, then the motives are different. Um, so, Leela Carr, 
Uh, Srila Prabhupada talks about the subject of Brahma Bandhus in text 35. Yet there may still be emphasis that because of one's birth, one's qualification is determined. Well, we know that's not true. Brahma Bandhu means someone who has the right birth, but did not uh, develop the qualification. So it's actually the opposite of what you're saying. Why does the scripture put emphasis on Vaishnava etiquette, which according to some may be an unnecessary? Why? Because we are not barbarians, because we're not low-class people. And etiquette is not just empty formality. Etiquette means, it, re it reminds us that the other person is a soul. It reminds us of ultimate reality. It reminds us of Krishna. If it's performed merely as an, you know, if it's not done in the right spirit, that's another thing. So, Jagat Palana, two for the price of one. In Dwarka, Krishna built 16,108 palaces for his queens. That takes enough space to cover the whole of California. Well, actually, no. It wouldn't cover the whole of California. It wouldn't even come close to covering the whole. It wouldn't even cover Los Angeles with space different. Um, there are far more. There are you know more than 16,108 mansions just in Los Angeles because of all the money there. And it just covers a small part of the city. So uh, with space different in Dwarka, that's possible. That's possible. Uh, it's possible space was different or it's possible it was a very big island. So we just don't know. Uh, let's see, any other questions? It just jumped on me. So I want to make sure I don't skip anything. Uh, Radha Kanta. Uh, I'll translate from Spanish. It's jumping. Excuse me, so un poco de tiempo, pero los pasatiempos cambian constantemente, se modifican. The pastimes always change. Prabhupada said, Variety is the mother of enjoyment. Krishna basically performs these pastimes in many universes, but, you know, little variety never hurts. So, uh, Padmalochana, could you explain, will there be a war in this world between good and evil, like Kurukshetra or germ warfare? Uh, someone's knocking at the door. Uh, a little later. Sorry, I'm in a hotel. They were knocking on the door. Um... That's a pro that would be a prophecy. I do not claim to have powers of prophecy, and usually people that do make prophecies, I'd say 99.9% .9 of the time, they don't actually happen exactly as prophesized. So, um, yes, I do not claim the powers of prophecy, and so will there be a war? I would say just as a historian, not as a prophet, that it would be very remarkable indeed uh, if there was not a war because history shows that human beings cannot go forever without being incredibly stupid. And uh, so there are wars. I don't mean both sides in the war are stupid because uh, there are wars where people are simply legitimately defending themselves like Kurukshetra or protecting a constitution. But usually when there's a war, someone was stupid. So Rasa... Prada Das. 
in order to be a well-qualified devotee, do you need to get the second initiation? Uh, well, I think that's kind of backwards. The second initiation doesn't make you a qualified devotee. Second initiation is simply recognizing that you have qualified yourself. So the question, so in a sense, it's like asking, in order to be a qualified devotee, do I have to be a become a qualified devotee? And the answer is yes. <laughs> you can't become a qualified devotee without becoming a qualified devotee. And then the second initiation is simply the recognition of what you've, all, of what you've already done. Because generally, second initiation is not given because someone says, well, I'm not really following the principles now, but I plan to in the future. Usually that's not good enough to get second initiation. There are always cases, at least there were in the past, where some temple needs a pujari. So they just start throwing out second initiations to make sure someone cooks the, uh, you know, the noon offering, which was not a great idea. So uh, you don't need to, the second initiation is not the cause of your being qualified, it's the recognition that you are qualified. So uh, thank you all very much. Uh, oh, then Rasaprata <laughs> asked, but is it needed? Um, well, it depends. If you want to help others and teach, then getting a formal certification is good. For example, let's say you want to heal sick people. Well, if you get uh, certified as a doctor, then people will, may have more trust in you, of course, among devotees and other people. They may have less trust because you're a, a doctor, but that's another topic. Um, but let's say in general, if you get a law degree, if you get a medical certificate, if you get a higher degree in some academic area. So certificates or certification generally is a way of communicating to society that you are willing and able to perform a particular service in society. So in our Krishna consciousness, our goal is not simply to enjoy spiritual life for ourselves. Following Prabhupada and all the great acharyas, we want to teach. We want to share Krishna consciousness. And so why not get the certification which will effectively communicate to other people that you are able to uh, competently teach them. I mean, why wouldn't someone want to communicate with society as opposed to being mysterious and secretive or just not making it clear? So yes, I would say for the sake of preaching, it is uh, the natural thing to do to um, get certified. Well, another question came in from uh, Chandrasekhar. Ha, huh, I saw that before Ananda Leela told me, which is, that's the first time that ever happened. How is it that the more we become Krishna conscious, the more we seem to experience mundane emotions when, for example, relatives die? 
the example par excellence is when Jagannath Mishra passed away. His wife and son, uh, Lord Chaitanya, were described as being absolutely devastated. It seems contradictory that the more we realize we are not our bodies, the more we deal with others better or more. Um, first of all, it would be, as you know very well, it would be quite silly to think that uh, Lord Chaitanya and his mother were materially devastated. Uh, I would have to also see the Bengali word to see what, you know, because the word devastated is an English translation. We'd have to see the original word. Um, Lord Chaitanya comes, the Bhagavatam says in the first chapter of the Bhagavatam that when Krishna comes, he comes kapatamanusha as a pretending to be a human being. And um, Queen Kunti says in her prayers that when Krishna comes, he comes nato natya dharojata, like an actor in costume. So Lord Chaitanya says also in, I mean, Lord, I mean Krishna, Lord Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, not nabudi vedam janayet agyanam karma sanginam, that do not create a disturbance in the minds of karma sanghis, those who are attached to worldly activities and duties, rather engage them. And so Lord Chaitanya and his mother were setting up an example that if you are blessed to have a, a good father or husband and that person passes away, it is appropriate to honor that person by expressing the magnitude of the loss. In other words, if you say, okay, uh, Jagannath Misra passed away, or, or let's say let's say a father who's a, who's a devotee passes away, and you say, well, no big deal, we're not this body, it's it's really demonstrating a lack of appreciation for the value of that person's presence. So lamentation done appropriately uh, is a form of honoring a person and expressing the value of that person's company and the loss of value when that person passes away. So as far as dealing better with loss, actually, um, if someone isn't Krishna conscious, they can appreciate the departed person. They can express sadness at losing that devotional association without experiencing mundane emotions. Uh, so no, it's not the bodily platform of life. So I think that's it. Uh, thank you all very much. I hope we will all be together again next Sunday. And um, Hare Krishna.